0: Kate Faulkner.
1: Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, January 16th. Our top story today Rishi Sunak is facing a showdown in the Commons over his Rwanda asylum bill today. MPs on the right of the Tory party want to see the legislation strengthened, but others have warned they'll vote against it if it risks breaking international law. Meantime, charities are urging the government to ditch the policy completely following the deaths of five people in the channel at the weekend. Kay Marsh is from Samfire, which Works with refugees in Dover. It's
2: disgusting, you know. It's, it's not being spoken about as if these are human beings. You know, we've seen with some of the accommodation solutions so far, um, they further traumatise people. There's no safety. There's no. There's no care taken for the well-being of people, mentally or physically. Um, Rwanda is. It just goes to show the lengths they're having to go to to maintain this hostile environment um, policy. You know, this hostile environment. Um, point that they're coming from and it's not right it isn't right at all you know we shouldn't be making this a hostile environment these people that need help and we should help them.
1: And of course this issue of asylum seekers coming from France to the UK has been going on for years now and and as you say we're at the start of a new year now what action would you like to see taken to address it?
2: I want to see all these cruel and unusual policies the Rwanda scheme and the like um, just completely dropped dropped and forgotten about and we take a complete new step forward as I say it's a a humanitarian issue it needs a compassionate solution we need people to be able to start their claim before ever needing to be on British soil and that takes away the need to get into small boats or under a lorry or any other irregular route. We need to give them the chance either a processing centre in northern France, if we can build a centre in Rwanda we can build a processing centre in northern France. Humanitarian visas used very successfully for um, people wrapped up in the Ukrainian situation, we never saw a Ukrainian person happen to take a clandestine route because they were brought here safely and legally with visas. Um, There are multiple options here for safe and legal routes, there's multiple compassionate solutions that aren't being looked into They are not being taken seriously and that's what needs to be done. That is the only way you stop the votes.
1: There'll be a vote on the policy tomorrow. Kent
0: Online News.
1: Two young men have admitted stabbing a teenager in Canterbury while armed with a machete and a soldier knife. Their 17-year-old victim had to be flown to hospital after it happened in August last year. A 19 and 22 year olds were initially charged with attempted murder but a charge of causing grievous bodily harm with intent has been accepted in court and will be sentenced in May. A 34-year-old man from Kent has been arrested on suspicion of terror offences following a protest in London at the weekend. He's one of four people detained at a pro-Palestinian demo in Westminster on Saturday. An address in the southeast of the county has been searched as part of the investigation. He's been bailed until March. A restaurant worker is still in hospital nearly a month after being stabbed in Whitstable. Sharif Hussain was on his way home from work at the Gandhi when he was attacked on the 17th of December. A 25-year-old man's appeared in court and pleaded not guilty to wounding with intent and possessing an offensive weapon. Three paintings and other valuables have been stolen during a burglary in Sevenoaks, which saw a house broken into and a room set on fire it happened earlier this month at a property on Kippington Road a car was also taken from the driveway
0: Kent Online News
1: Eight months after a landslip in Swanscombe took out a main road, there's still no certainty on how it's going to be repaired. The 8226 Galley Hill Road collapsed last April after a water pipe burst, causing debris to crumble off a cliff and onto a business below. At a meeting last night, Council outlined four possible ways of fixing the damage, resurfacing the road if the damage isn't that severe, making it a single lane with traffic lights at either end, building a retaining wall or bridging the road completely, whichever option they take. It's not good news for residents and businesses in the area. Michael Cheel owns a business on London Road and says his motorcycle shop is suffering.
3: It's destroyed it, absolutely destroyed it. Um, we don't get no passing traffic, we don't get hardly anyone coming in now. Um, last week we actually took about £120 a week. Um, it's just devastating us. Uh, No one wants to help us with any sort of like, um, any help at all, compensation, anything. Uh, cuz of course you don't know who to claim from or, you know it's it's diary. Really. i don't know how long we can last it'll be fair yeah i took a i took a loan out and that all money's gone you know nothing nothing it's it's just hopeless so at the moment like
4: how much money do you have left for your business at the moment
3: <laughs> I'm minus i've got a 1000 pounds left on my overdraft facility which is £5,000 and all I've got is £3,000 left in the business bank account Um, one time I did have about it's always, one time I had about £10,000 in the business bank account but each month I'm having to put money in in myself I haven't drawn any wages for literally I'd say six months Uh, i only draw £500 a month that's it's not a wage it's sort of like and most of the time i have to put money back in put it back in take it back out put it back in so it, i don't really sort of take any money out it's all my savings that i'm actually keeping me going here
4: and this is like right after christmas as well right
3: oh christmas was a right off it was really rough i mean uh, we couldn't it's a catch-22 uh, because we can't open uh, over christmas because it costs us so much money no one's going to come in um, christmas last year before the before the um the road uh, we done quite well last year. This year, well, we I have to make £6,000 a month to break even. Uh, I've done about £2,000, you know, all month. Uh, the other week I've done, say, £120 a week before that. It was a little bit busier, done £500 all week. Uh, it doesn't even doesn't cover anything.
5: Claire Pierce is the
1: ward councillor and outlines why we've seen delays.
3: From
6: what we can gather at KCC have had talks they've had a lot of issues trying to find out who actually owns the land underneath the road surface that's now being sorted out now apparently um, so I think very small baby steps going forward but it's it's not good enough it really isn't good enough like I said we need certainty and that's something that hasn't been happening.
4: I've been speaking to a local business just now who don't even think they'll survive the year like they're, they're on they back Calvary is less like minus three thousand pounds what would you say to businesses in this ward here?
6: It would be amazing if there was compensation offered to them because we need to support our local businesses especially in the high street and I know um, on the top bit of London Road and towards North Fleet as well there's an awful lot of businesses that are now missing out on the, the business that through traffic brings to them and and they don't know they need certainty too they have staff to pay they have bills and, and they've been left up in the air.
7: So.
4: Who would pay this compensation? Who's responsible here? And how would a system be set up? Most of these businesses, they can't afford to list they can't afford to go through the legal channels for this.
6: That's an incredibly good question. Um, I think KCC, once they've done their investigations, really need to have a serious think and talk to the government too about possible ways to fund our local businesses.
1: It comes as the Road Minister has been speaking to Kent Online about how the government intends to improve roads across the county. It's after a record number of potholes were reported in 10 weeks towards the end of last year. A new piece of kit will be tried out in the county, while as many as £100 million will be raised by fining utility companies that let roadworks overrun. Here's Guy Opperman.
8: We're launching the streetworks uh, consultation. We're doing a number of key things. Uh, we're putting more money into potholes and road resurfacing by reason of the uh, works that we're doing. We're easing congestion on the Kent roads and we're also being in a position that uh, we're going to fine utility companies uh, £10,000 if they go over their allotted time into weekends. We think that's a very big uh, step forward because we all know that happens from time to time. We want to make sure the utility companies use their time when they're digging up our streets in an appropriate way. We're doubling the fines if they work without a permit and then we're also doing what Kent does very well but we're enhancing it which is called Lane Rental so that we're going to try and maximise the usage of any particular uh, lane that is taken out, so that you're in a position that um, if we can try and get multiple users of that particular um, bit of street works, it means it's not dug up on a repeat basis. And finally, um, I'm very excited that what's called the traffic regulation orders, sounds very clunky, very dull, those though are the decisions are made that close certain streets, all right? And it matters to all of us because we've all driven down dead ends or road closed or diversions happening. If you knew in advance, you could plan. But your Google Map, your your phone, your sat-nav, your iPad doesn't know those things in advance. We're taking all of that and putting it online and making it accessible so that you and I as we're driving along, and people in Kent as they're driving along, would actually be pre-warned and able to plan ahead and not basically go down a literal, metaphorical dead end.
1: Well in Kent last year we saw 12,000 road closures, so clearly there's a, a big issue here in Kent. Do you think there's an issue firsthand with how the roads are perhaps being mended in the
6: first place? Maybe there needs to be a more of a long-term solution as they're on the rise, road closures here in our county.
8: So two two answers to that. The first is clearly you've got a number of road closures. The more lane rental you do and the more coordination, the better, because you're not doing it on a repeat basis. All right. The second is how we then fix them. You've got behind me a Pothole Pro. These are amazing bits of kit. They're clearly not cheap but they're amazing bits of kit. They're at least five times faster in the way that they um, fix a road. They're way safer for individuals because you're not having people working in a very dangerous environment. And they also fix it better fundamentally. And we're trying to get the long-term investment to buy more of these and actually genuinely get transformation of the roads on an ongoing basis. So of course then it doesn't have to get dug up again
1: aren't a new problem though and this year they've reached a record high so why has it taken so long to get a piece of equipment like this and to actually put a longer
6: term plan in place
8: so two answers that Um, jcb are the manufacturers you'd have to ask the manufacturers this is very complex stuff and i urge you to speak to the lads and lasses who operate it but this is a very expensive but difficult piece of kit because it basically literally scrapes out the road and fixes it at the same time and takes away the debris That's not simple stuff with some proper hydraulics involved, some proper power uh, machinery. And fundamentally, this is a new invention. That's the first thing. The second is the funding that we're doing is transformational funding. So it's a 30% increase in budget. It's an 11-year long-term increase. Okay, And that allows Kent and other local authorities to plan for the future. Any businessman would tell you what I need is certainty, extra funding, but then also a long-term plan. That's what we're giving them, all those three, okay? And that comes from the decision on HS2 uh, to cancel the second leg and redistribute the money around the country to increase the budgets and allow for an 11-year plan.
0: Kent Online News. There's been
1: another rise in unemployment in Kent. According to figures out today, 38,475 people were claiming out-of-work benefits in the county in November. That's 335 more than the previous month. New data has revealed Canterbury City Council has more debt than any other local authority in Kent. It's £157 million in the red. That's £1,007 for every person who lives in the area. Ashford is next with a burden of £124 million, with Graveship making up the top three. MPs on the Public Accounts Committee have warned high levels of council debt will see residents face an extreme and long-lasting impact on local services. As temperatures plummet across Kent, a homelessness charity is being given a vital kit for people who are on the streets. Sleep pods are insulated, rain and wind resistant shelters people can sleep in. Tests show when the temperatures outside drop to as low as minus 16 it can be 5 degrees inside the pod. Chris Thomas from Kent Canterbury-based Porchlight says they'll save lives.
4: Sleep pods are these tents that are specially designed to protect people from extreme temperatures. Um, so the sleep pod, which is a company, they're going to be donating us 40 these tents which are insulated are going to keep people safe from these absolutely horrible conditions that we're going through outside so we're going to go out we're going to give these tents to people who are sleeping on the streets and that will help keep them safe while we're doing the work to to bring them inside and giving and give them somewhere more permanent to live. They
5: look like really clever devices, as you say, they're completely insulated and really keep the body temperature up, don't they? I was reading some facts and figures about what they're able to do.
4: Yeah, yeah, the sleep pods are fantastic. And we're so grateful that, that we're going to be receiving them. I mean, it, it was down to minus three last night and I, I can't imagine what it's like to be outside in that. And I'm not sure that many people can, it is, it is so dangerous it's just so important to get help to anyone who's outside right now on the sleep pods are, are going to be a real help obviously so you
5: say you're going to be receiving those later on in the week and how are you going to be distributing them have you got people that you know are in need of them already
4: yeah so we have street teams that go out in certain parts of kent and they'll know where people are um, we'll have built up relationships with some people because as you can imagine uh, sometimes it's, if you're on the streets it's difficult to trust Others, For example, maybe you've become homeless because you were fleeing a, a domestic abuse situation. So it takes time to trust people. So essentially, our workers, they're out and about. They are, um, they're working to earn people's trust, to develop these relationships. And because we know where people are, whether they're visible, whether they're hidden away, um, we can go out, we can get these, these special tents to them um, and carry on that work to. That, to actually bring them inside and
5: with the temperatures like they are at the moment Chris obviously councils local authorities have an obligation as well can you just remind us what they have to do
4: yeah so when the temperature do- uh, drops below zero degrees um, councils have to provide emergency accommodation for people who are homeless and when that happens the councils They'll reach out to Porchlight. They'll reach out to charities like Porchlight. And we'll all work together to go out and get the word out to, to everyone who's outside and help people in. Um, and basically the reason this happens is that when the weather's like it is at the moment, it's, it's life-threatening if you're outside.
5: And if someone spots somebody on the streets and they are particularly worried about them, obviously more so at this time of year because it's getting so cold, what should they do? There's a website
4: called streetlink and um, if they go to that, uh, they will be able to say where they've seen someone and, and, and what kind of situation they're in. And then that information will go to the nearest homelessness team in that area, whether that's Porchlight or whether that's someone else. So just to reiterate, the website is Street Link.
1: An amber cold health alert is in force across the county until the end of the week with temperatures due to fall to minus 5. Mid Kent College is launching a new SEND provision focusing on supporting students, parents and carers. They've recently established an inclusive sixth form for students with special educational needs. They say they're looking forward to extending the program from September this year to provide high quality care and support. Plans have been submitted to build more than 20 homes next to historic Kent Woodland in Tenterton. The development would be next to the A28 Ashford Road and Dorborn Wood, near to the 61-bed care home that already has planning permission, nearly half will be earmarked for
0: affordable housing. Kent Online News.
1: Parents of disabled children say they're being pushed out by Wingham Wildlife Park after recent changes to passes for carers. Until now, one adult has been allowed to accompany one child on a disabled pass for free, but now anyone who is not the dedicated carer will have to pay £21. Some say it's unfair because a child can have multiple carers, but also say the new rules were designed to crack down on ticket fraud. A Gillingham mum says she's determined her daughter will walk again despite her suffering from a mystery illness. Hayley Springfield was born eight weeks early and had to have an operation because of an artery defect. She's now nearly five but has the muscles of a two-and-a-half-year-old. Her condition's deteriorated recently and there's no official diagnosis. Mum Rachel Swadling says they're getting help from charities to try and get her moving. We've had
7: continuous issues with Hallie's feet um, and we feel like that is the main thing that's stopping her from um, getting into a walker and walking like yeah. a normal child. Um, and so they, they did something called serial casting just before Christmas, which is where they put like a cast, uh, like a, like if say for example, you've broken your leg, they'll put that to the point where your foot is stretched Mm -hmm. because there was so much tension in Hallie's Achilles heel that she couldn't put her foot down properly, heel to toe. No,
1: I foot's down here. Yes.
7: (laughs) Um... And as you can see, her big toe curls underneath the rest yeah. of her toes. That has helped a lot. Mm-hmm. But the reason why they wanted to do serial casting is so that they could get that tension so that she could move her own ankles. Um, It has helped drastic amounts. Um, We have got splints for her now, which is fantastic. She's, right. She calls them her little heels. Oh. Um, so, obviously, it's not quite flat, flat. That's the reason for this. Yeah. But as time goes on, she'll have her foot in this for at least six hours a day. I mean, let me to Okay, you show <laughs> Um, For at least six <laughs> hours a day. And hopefully that will release the tension mm. in her muscle. Yeah. Um, so that they can then start a new cast for a splint and it will be without the heel. So that's that's the plan.
1: Hospital bosses say they're continuing to investigate and offer support. Plans to ban disposable barbecues on public land in Swale have fallen through. The rules were going to be introduced at popular spots after four fires were linked to the barbecues over the past year. The proposals have been knocked back for not being a proportionate response. A supermarket cafe in Dartford has been given a one-star food hygiene rating after inspectors found mouse droppings in the kitchen. The Asda living site in Prospect Place was also found to have poor handling practices and food past its use-by date. Most say all issues identified in the inspection last October have been dealt with.
0: Kent Online News.
1: Follow Kent Online on socials to see pictures of a derelict guest house that's up for auction in Ramsgate. The property on Wellington Crescent has fallen into disrepair and seems to have been used as a dumping ground over the past 20 years. It goes under the hammer at the end of the month. Organisers of Kent's longest running half marathon have had to postpone this year's event. The Dartford half was due to take place in February but will happen in the autumn instead. We're told it's due to issues with the road network.
0: Kent Online Sports.
1: Tennis now and Kent's Emma Raducanu is through to the second round of the Australian Open. She's beaten America's Shelby Rogers in straight sets in Melbourne this morning. The 21-year-old from Orpington is coming back from eight months out following surgery on wrist and ankle injuries. And in football, tickets for Maidstone United's fourth round FA Cup match go on sale this week. They'll travel to take on championship side Ipswich at Portman Road after knocking League One Stevenage out of the competition. The Stones have been allocated just under 4,500 tickets, which will be available from tomorrow that's all from us today thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on facebook x instagram tiktok and threads you can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing to sign up just head to kentonline.co.uk
0: news you can trust this is the kent online podcast